Are short games simpler than long ones? My name's Jonathan, and this is The Snakes Cast, the podcast for people who don't know as much about board games as they'd like to know. It's time this week for Guru Voodoo, and the challenge this time is to recommend games that they'll play for a good long time without being complicated. Welcome back to The Snakes Cast, everyone. Joining me this week are my co-hosts, James Suarez. Hi. And John Lowndes. Hello again. So here's a request that I get occasionally. You guys are uh, having another chance to do the guru thing, particularly all that much lately, but later at night, I imagine that this will come up to you if it hasn't already, even as, as servers. Players who want a long game that's easy, and easy, of course, means something very different for yeah. people like us who are big into enthusiast board games than it does for most folks who are, who are our, our guests at Snakes and Lattes. It seems kind of weird, too, because we think of short games as easy and long games is harder right what what are your favorite longish games my favorite longish games uh power grid ticket to ride uh my favorite game of all time is zonkin the mayan calendar okay and what are some of your favorite short games or shortish games uh flip city (laughs) uh biblios i just picked up recently oh yeah that's a good one Yeah, yeah that's a good one okay flip city and biblios simple yeah Mm -hmm. zonkin power grid Complicated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. It's like that for us because we're into the hobby. We're enthusiasts. We love games. We play the, the all kinds of different stuff. To most of society out there, long game means monopoly or risk. I mean, probably yeah. the biggest game in popular Western culture right now is poker. And people play that for days. And it's not complicated. So how come here on the inside, our favorite long games tend to be complicated while our favorite short games tend to be simple? I think maybe because it's a bias. Uh, like gamer gamers really want uh, the long games to be this payoff thing. They want to invest the time to learn something and then build up, do something very complex and rewarding. And the shorter games, they look as filler, something to just throw in between. They it actually use the word filler. Yeah, yeah. To describe shorter short games, games are known as filler, filler games, games in the gamer circle. It's something you play when you're waiting for somebody yeah. else to get there. We should do an episode about filler games. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Any other thoughts? Um, I think going on the opposite spectrum for the non-gamers, um, I believe the only reason that they're into those long yet simple games is just the um, the mass appeal, right? Mm. The popularity of it. They're, they're out there. They've, they're, uh, exactly. They've been there. Monopoly, when was it made? Like in the 35. 40s? There you go, 35. <laughs> it's been here for a while. Uh, poker has been there for a while. It's, it's on TV. <laughs> um, so and, the familiarity makes yeah. it comfortable. It makes them feel exactly. okay to... Comfortable is a good word. Engage yeah. in something that's going to be... It's going to take a while. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So there's... Uh, in my wisdom, I've come up with three possible approaches to solving this problem. We're going to go into each one. All right. We've got actual longer games. Yeah. We've got playing a typically short game to a higher score. So it stretches it out. And we've got, just keep on playing until you feel like you're done. Okay. So we'll start with actual longer games. You mentioned Ticket to Ride. Yeah. And it's it's usually, what, about an hour, a bit less? Maybe a bit under an hour, maybe 50 minutes. Yeah, depending, depending on, on the player count. Yeah. And depending on uh, if the players are new, I guess. Yeah, that's true, yeah. If people are looking for something that's that's easy, then odds are good that they're relatively recent uh, they've only recently started yeah yeah i at snakes and lattes i've seen new groups play ticket to ride for over an hour and a half yeah just because they spend their time 
think on each turn. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a game that kind of falls prone to the whole AP analysis, analysis paralysis. We did do an episode about that. There you go. And you know what? Actually, funnily enough, even with more experienced players, uh, when I've played Ticket to Ride with people who've played it a bunch, the first 20, no, not 20, but the first 10 minutes of the game is literally just stockpiling on cards <laughs> where there isn't, there's no train on the board, guys. It's been 10 minutes. All right, guys, I have 25 orange. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of the nice things about that, I think, is that, yes, it's true, it stretches it out, yeah. but that's quality time. It is. Oh, definitely. It's players, definitely. It's, it's, it's not a waste by any means. It's, uh, they can sort of drag it, not drag it out, but stretch it out. You know, yeah. Something that's enjoyable that takes more time. So, you know, Monopoly, Risk, Poker, uh, Ticket to Ride, Phase 10 is like that. Mm-hmm. I think Scrabble is another really good example of a game that can go a good long time. Absolutely. And yeah. not necessarily be a bad time. I should remember to bring out Super Scrabble. You guys ever played Super Scrabble? I've seen it. Uh, I've never even it, heard it, of it. We've got it up on it's the top giant. shelf uh, <laughs> next to the middle of the, uh, of the game section. It's basically a huge board. With twice as many spaces, a lot more premium spaces, quadruple oh word my. score on the corners, what? and twice as many tiles. Oh, God. So it takes about double the length of the regular Scrabble, but it's no harder to learn. Yeah, it's, it's essentially it's, the same game. It's the same game, just Plus, you can, there's, there's a lot of words in the dictionary that you can make without using blanks, like jazz, for example, okay. which you wouldn't be able to do without using blanks in, in regular Scrabble. So. Right. All right, so supposing for whatever reason none of those games is going to quite work for this particular situation, right? there's at least one more other approach you can take, and that is to play a game that, has, uh, that, that involves scoring points round after round and just stretching it out longer. You guys um, play any sort of family card games like Uno or... Pit. Uh, sure, Pit is a good one for that, yeah. sure. Yeah, or No Thanks. I think is a... No Thanks is really good. Yeah. Uh, Six Nymphed is... Uh, when I'm teaching oh, yeah. that one, I always say it's, this is what Europeans play instead of Uno. <laughs> you guys ever play Six Nymphed? I, I haven't, no. Me neither, actually. I, I mean, I've seen it played. I've never played let it. Me, uh, let me sort of walk you through this because it's ahead. neat. And it often is really good for this sort of a situation, especially if you've got a large group of people. There's not a lot of card games, a lot of games of any kind, where you can say it's good for two to ten players. Mm-hmm. And it actually is. All right. Wow. Uh, you've got four rows of cards in the middle of the table. Each of these rows will always have between one and five cards in it. All right. Everybody's got a hand of ten cards to start with. They all have a number. Everybody's card is a different number. Everybody picks a card, puts a face on the table. One, two, three, we flip them. The lowest card goes in first, and then they go in order, and there's rules for which cards go in which row. And as long as all of the rows have five cards or less in them, everything's fine. Okay. But if your card becomes the sixth card in a row, congratulations, you get to score those six cards, those five cards, and your card becomes the first card of a new row, and that's very bad for you. All right. It's okay, one of those cool. card games where you don't want to score points, like no thanks. Like no thanks. All right. And if you can get inside the other players' heads and figure out what they're going to play, you can really ruin their entire day. <laughs> but it's kind of as strategic as you want to make it. It's one of those games where one person who's just playing randomly can completely destroy the strategy, the, right? the clever thoughts <laughs> of the uh, of the brilliant mathematical players out there who are used to playing Euro games where skill is the big deal. But um, typically, that's that's a fairly short game. But you can sort of stretch it out and play longer games. Um, did your families ever play stuff like Uno or Hearts or uh, these sorts of things? Rummy was definitely oh, a yeah. big one for my family. Good example. Yeah. And how long would they typically have a session go for? Oh, well, hours. That's the thing about Rummy. Um, I dated someone who that was their only family game, and they would sit out on the porch drinking and then just play Rummy for an entire day. 
Um, it's one of those games that you can just keep going on because you just count whoever won that round, then deal it out again and go again. I sort of tend to call these uh, cottage games because they, yeah. they yeah. do have that sort of feel like when you're cut off from society and then nobody get any phone reception, we're just going to have some fun with this. Yeah, and usually they use, they're with, you know, cards uh, yeah. of some sort. My, let's see, my family would play Hearts. That was one, except it was the Portuguese version of it, which Ooh. kind of... It just takes away the uh, the sevens, eights, and nines, and yeah, that, that's the main difference. Uh, Skippo was actually a game we oh, used great to example. play. Yeah, we used to play that a lot when I was younger. What happened to that game? <laughs> it's still there. We have it at the cafe. It, yeah, it, I do. I do get requests for it. Yeah, uh, you know, Phase Ten is another example of that oh, yeah. sort of thing. Um, these are all games that, in and of themselves, like an individual play, isn't necessarily going to be that long, but you can customize it by just keeping score and adding yeah. up points and adding up points. Those games can be as long as you want. Oh, That's yeah. true. You could play a game of hearts to 200 points yep. <laughs> instead of 100. You can play pit to 5,000 points. Yeah. In fact, in the rules, I think that's what they say you're supposed to do. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> that brings us to the third way of doing this. Just keep on playing until you feel done. There are some games that the score nobody really cares about. Just keep right on playing them until people feel like, okay, let's move on to something else. And that could be ours. And, of course, at Snakes and Lattes, we all know what game that tends to be most often. Say it with me. Cards, Cards Against, against humanity. humanity. Yes. Can you, feel the, <laughs> can you sense the enthusiasm through the microphone? Well, here's the thing. It's popular for reasons that uh, may be controversial, but a lot of people have been able to get closer to their friends and their families by enjoying the time spent making or just or at least reading other people's horrible jokes yeah and it's wonderfully flexible that way um concept you guys ever played concept yes great game our charades yeah uh, all these sort of infinite games can work that way uh what else could we sort of just are there any other games where we don't really care about the score we snake just... oil snake oil oh, is a yeah. great one to put in front of a table definitely um, true or um well wait there's more all those games where yes. you sort of have that who did what sort of thing, where each player yeah. is sort of putting their best thing forward mm-hmm. and we're, we're, are deciding which one is the best thing. Oh, the Game of Things. That's another game one. Game of Things, yeah. yep. Absolutely. Uh, say anything. Five-second yeah. rule. Five-second rule. Yeah, then, and that brings me to trivia games. Oh, yes. Which I think yeah. are perfect for yeah. this. Uh, how, many, how many times have you, guys, have you guys had somebody ask you to teach you how to play Family Guy trivia or oh. Law and Order trivia? Or... Yeah, never, never. Never? Not okay. yet. Well, Trust because me. the great thing about trivia games is if people know the topic, they don't need to be taught the game. They just need to prove that they know the topic. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, here, here's the thing. The rules are the same as every other trivia game. Right? <laughs> Ask a question. Can they answer it? Good job. There we go. <laughs> Usually what I do is I just recommend they put away the board, the dice, the pieces. Yeah, just do the questions. Yep. Oh, yeah. Totally right. Yep. Whenever you get one right, you stick it in front of you. Yeah. Until you feel like you're done. Count your cards. Whoever's mm-hmm. got the most wins. Uh, here's another tip you guys can use. Um, one thing that I like to do with trivia games, if they want something that's a bit more game-ish than yeah. that, you can do a sort of a, a press your luck thing where uh, I give you a question. If you can answer it, the card goes in the middle of the table. You can stop now and take all the cards to the middle, or you can say, give me another question. Oh, give me another question. All right, cool. all right. If you get that one right, that goes in the middle of the table. You can stop now, cash in, or you can say, give me another question. <laughs> Keep going until you screw right. it up. If you get one wrong, then okay, congratulations, you get nothing for this turn. Oh. But if you stop, you take all those cards from the middle. Very That's cool. a cool, yeah, it's, good variation. All right, so those are our three potential ways of doing this. Actual longer games, playing to a higher score, or just keep on playing until you feel like you're done, you don't want to play anymore. 
what do you think is the best way to stretch out a game session for the subjects of our Guru Voodoo here? Our group of people who are maybe a little bit tired, they want something that's easy to play, they're not going to have to learn too much new stuff, but they want it to last a good long time. I think um, it's got to be the games that you could just play again and again and again. Because so usually they tend to be the simpler ones, mm. but if they can keep you interested for a long amount of time, then it's then the guru, guru has done its job. It's his job, sorry. Or her job. <laughs> or her job, true. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to gr- agree. Uh, the reason that Cards Against Humanity is played for three or four hours by some tables <laughs> yeah. is because it can be. They can just keep on going over and over again. Yeah. And it's just an easy way to play a game. Yeah. Um, however, if a table wants to do, say, Scrabble or something, uh-huh. that could take two hours. But sometimes I suggest if you want something different, you can do Word on the Street yeah. and play till all the letters are off. Just as long a game, but it's something new. Exactly. It's of the same vein as Scrabble, but yeah, it's a new flavor. I like to bring up byword for that circumstance, too. The one where you buy letters and you sell yeah, words. Yeah. That's, that could easily become the sort of thing where you just play to a higher score. You just count up all the money at the end. Oh, cool. And then go again. Mm-hmm. And then add the stuff up. Well, that's it for this week. If you've got ideas for ways to stretch out a game session, let us know. Just tweet it to me at Snakescast. If you've got a situation that requires some guru voodoo, tweet it to me at Snakescast and we'll put our voodoo to the test. James, John, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks. Snakescast is produced by P.T. Douglas. Music is provided by Ben Sound. The opinions expressed on the show belong to the people in it and not the company behind it. See you next week, folks. Game on. Game on.